today we're wrapping up our series entitled Unqualified. Now there's often moments in life when we feel unqualified and one of the moments that I was thinking about is when we are introduced to something new. When we need to step into a new assignment, a new job, maybe we become, uh, we get married and we're new to marriage and everything's new and we don't know how to be a spouse or maybe parents, I think you can relate, when you have your first baby and everything is new, when to feed them, how much to feed them, should I give them cereal so they can sleep, how do I change a diaper? Often in life, when we step into something brand new, we sense and we feel like we're unqualified. But there's another moment when we often feel like we're unqualified and it's when life shows up and it seems to take the wind out of our sails. Often in life, we encounter moments and seasons that are very challenging, very difficult, where we take three steps forward and two steps back. I don't know about you, but I, I think many of us have felt that way in this season where we can't seem to feel like we're making progress. And we say to God, God, what's going on? What's happening? I feel unqualified for this specific moment. If you feel that way today, I wanna encourage you. God knew what he was doing when he planted you in this time, in this season. I wanna assure you that he knows what he's doing. You may feel like you're unqualified, but God knows that you're qualified. He puts you in this moment for such a time as this, and he wants to breathe life and encouragement into you today and to say to you, even though you may feel unqualified, you are fully qualified for the assignment that's ahead of you. In fact, I wanna to say to some of you, in fact, I wanna to say to all of you, you have everything you need. That's the title of my message today. You have everything, say everything. You have everything you need for the assignment that God has for you. You have all the raw skills, all the talent, everything that you need to step into what God has for you. If we're just willing to allow him to breathe life and strength into us, we can accomplish what's in front of us. I wanna pause here for a moment because I sense that some of you have felt like this season has been extraordinarily difficult. It's been more challenging than most. You feel like the enemy is trying to cancel your assignment. If you're here or you're with our online family and you feel like the enemy is trying to cancel your assignment, I wanna reassure you that the enemy cannot cancel your assignment because he who spoke it will bring it to pass. God's word never returns void. If he said it, he will do it. You can trust him. And if the enemy is chattering in your ear today, I want you to remember that God has already defeated him. Remind, when he reminds you of your past, make sure to remind him of his future. We can step in to what God has for us and you have everything you need for the season that you're in. Today, I wanna tell you the story of a man who felt unqualified. His name was Gideon. Gideon was an average Joe guy. He was the last person that anyone would think God could use. But God tapped him on the shoulder and said, I have something special for you. I've discovered over time that sometimes God selects ordinary people to do extraordinary things, to prove that he can use anyone. If you feel ordinary, you're in great company because Gideon felt ordinary. But God says, I want you to do something extraordinary for me. So I wanna invite you to join me in Judges chapter six. Open up your Bible, your Bible app, your Westover app. I wanna share with you the story of Gideon about how he felt unqualified 
and how God helped him realize that he truly was qualified for what he was called to do. But before we get into the text, I want to share with you a little bit about what's happening in the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel often strayed away from God. They began to sin. They began to worship false gods. And so God allowed the Midianites, who were a foreign nation, to invade the nation of Israel and to persecute and oppress the nation of Israel for seven years. This Midianite culture, they, they robbed homes, they raided villages, they destroyed crops, they murdered families. But most importantly, they left the nation of Israel afraid. They were hiding at home. They weren't moving forward. They were just trying to hold on to what was right in front of them. But all along, the nation of Israel, the people of God were crying out saying, God, will you help me? Will you step in? Will you save us from the Midianites? Many of us, we feel like the past nearly two years has been like the seven years. I wanna reassure you that God is gonna step in. He's gonna make a difference. He's gonna break through. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know that the God we serve is able to bring a finality to the thing that we're facing and he is able, God can do it. We can trust him. So I wanna invite you to join me in Judges chapter six, verses 11 and following. Let's look at the word of God together. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joas the Abizarite. I want to reassure you that sometimes God will send mess, special messages through angels to encourage you. This is what he did for Gideon. Where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Sometimes in life we only see ourselves for who we really are. We, we fail to see ourselves for who we really are, who God has called us to be. We only see our external circumstances, but we don't realize what God has put within us. And so what I want us to glean out of this, this specific passage is this idea. If we want to step into what God has for us, number one, we need to see ourselves through God's eyes. I wanna encourage you to see yourself through God's eyes. Often we don't see in ourselves what God sees within us. God knows how he put us together. He formed us with his hands and he put something special within you to accomplish the purpose he's put before you. And I wanna just speak to the men. I wanna encourage you. God always sees way more in you than you see in yourself. Now I think as men, we try to stand up and be tough and to provide. But if we're real honest, in our quiet moments, in our alone moments, we often wrestle with our own fears, our own insecurities. Am I doing enough? Am I providing enough? Am I a good enough father? Am I a good enough husband? Am I a good enough businessman? Well, I wanna reassure you that God sees way more in you than you see in yourself. And I'm here to encourage some men today. God has called you to be the husband, the father, the businessman, the man of God that he has put in, he's put in your life. He's called you to something special and he wants you to realize that you can do it. Men, you can do it. I also want to pause and say to my seasoned saints, you may be feeling like your time has passed. 
But if you're still breathing, God has something for you. I truly believe that the next generation needs to see the vibrancy of your faith. They need to lean on the faith that you have. You've been through some things. And the next generation needs to know that God has gotten you through this and that and cancer and job loss. They need to be encouraged by you. And I just say to my seasoned saints, I want you to step up. I want you to show up. I want you to declare the faithfulness of God. I want you to share your excitement for what God can do so that the next generation can lean on that faith that you have, that you've cultivated over decades walking with him. See yourself through God's eyes. God was inviting Gideon to see himself through God's eyes. Again, I want us to look at verses 11 and 12. Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, if you understand anything about ancient agriculture, it's the fact that when you thresh wheat, you don't do it in an enclosed area. This is what a wine press was. It was a closed-in room. And so Gideon, what he was doing is he was spreading out the wheat in the midst of this wine press, and he was using a stick to beat the wheat, the wheat heads, to separate wheat, which is the seed of the plant, from the chaff, which protects the seeds. But this was the worst place to do it. Why? Because when you thresh wheat, it creates a lot of wheat dust and it can choke you. Have you ever tried to clean out a dirty rug in a very small room? All of that dust kicks up and it chokes you. Well, this is what the enemy was trying to do. The enemy was trying to choke out the people. Gideon was so worried about holding on to the grain that he had that he didn't realize that he was actually holding on to fear. When we hold on to fear, it makes us do things we don't normally, things that we shouldn't normally do. And this is exactly what happens in the story of Gideon. He is doing things he wouldn't normally do. But also the other thing that fear does in our life is that fear forces us to hold on to false identities. What identities are you holding on to? What are the messages from your past? What are the things that people have spoken over you that you're holding on to? Gideon saw himself as a wimp, but God saw that he was a warrior. Here's my question. What do you see when you look in the mirror? What lenses are you looking at your life through? Often we look at our life through the lenses of our past. We've adopted the labels that people have put on us. Divorcee, inmate, failure, failed businessman, bankruptcy, wimp, sinner, dropout. Whatever label the enemy or the world or your past has put, with on, put, put upon you, I wanna invite you to just reject that label and be willing to see yourself through God's eyes because when we do that, we discover that God sees who we can become. God sees who you can become. We measure our life through our past, but God sees the future. Imagine if we were willing to put on the spiritual glasses that God sees us through. What would we see? Church, if I could just get this in your heart, God sees what you can become if you're willing to hold on to him. This is what God said to Gideon. He said, the Lord is with you. You may not have everything you need, but when you, got, when you have God, you have everything you need. You may not have everything you need, but when God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, who can be against you. I want to invite you to look with me in the second 
passage that we have there, which is verse 15 and 16. God steps in and says, I'm with you. But Gideon is still making excuses. Look at what it says in verse 15. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? Often we look at the challenges we're facing and we say, how can I move forward? What Gideon should have been saying is, God, I know that you can get me through. He was saying, how can I save Israel? And he should have said, God, how are you gonna save Israel through me? He says this, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. He's saying, God, I don't know if you realize, but my clan is very small. My tribe is very small and my clan, my clan is the last and I'm the very least in my family. I'm the least likely person that should be selected for this. I've discovered that often God selects the last and the least to prove that he can use anyone. And if you feel like you're last and least, I wanna reassure you that you're in great company with Gideon because if you're last and least, God can show up and show off and prove to you that he can use you and anyone else. And I just wanna encourage you, whether it's student or child or person with a disability, whatever you're facing, God can use you. He doesn't look for ability, he looks for availability. Are we willing to believe him and to step into what he has for us? He believed that he was last and least. And this is how the Lord answered him in verse 16. I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. I love what God does here. He just ignores all of Gideon's excuses. Sometimes we need to ignore the excuses that we put before ourselves that limits us. God is not limited by your limitations. God is not limited by your limitations. In fact, he wants to prove himself in spite of your limitations. Be willing to step into his assignment. The lesson that we can glean from this specific passage is this, let God fight your battles. All of us feel like we're in a battle right now. Some of those battles are external. Job loss, financial insecurity, COVID, cancer, illness, those are external and those are challenging. But what often happens in life is not only do we have the external challenges, but we have the internal challenges. Often the fiercest fights that happen in our life are in our mind and heart. We struggle in our mind. And this is what Gideon is contending with. It's not about the battle that was outside of him, it was the battle that was within him. He says, God, can't you see my family? My family's dysfunctional. My dad worships false gods. He's a coward. He doesn't show up. This is what Gideon was saying. Many of us, we look at our family of origin and we say, God, how can you use me? We often look at our life and we, we say, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom was emotionally checked out. My dad abandoned us. My mom ran away with someone else. I was raised in foster care because I was rejected. I was adopted out because mom didn't want me. We make all of these excuses because of the family that we were raised in. God knows what he's doing. God can use you, even if your family was dysfunctional. Gideon didn't have any example for what it meant to be a warrior. His father was not a warrior, but his father in heaven was. Imagine if we were willing to adopt the identity of Christ. We would step in and step up and be the warriors that God has called us to be. 
God is not limited by what we lack because in the places we lack, God fills in the gaps. God is a gap filler. In the places we lack, God fills in the gaps. Sometimes we struggle with shame and insecurity, depression, addiction, whatever it is. God wants to fill in the gap through his Holy Spirit. He wants to step in and push all of those things out. So all you see is Jesus. So the only identity you have is as a son and daughter of the king. Imagine for a moment if we truly believe that he was the king and that we were his children. What could we do for God if we really believe that? I also have a word for someone who is here today who has faced unprecedented difficulty. The enemy's been gunning for you. You know who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to you. The enemy's been gunning for you. But I believe that what we see in this passage is for you. God said, I'm gonna step in and I'm gonna strike down every thought, every pretension, every addiction, every difficulty, everything that you're facing, I'm gonna strike them all down and none of them will remain. If you're just willing to invite me into the struggle and into the fight that you're facing, let me fight the battle for you and I will win the victory on your behalf. You don't have to save yourself. I've already paid for it on the cross. If you're willing to put your trust in me, I will win the battle that you're facing. In the places we lack, God fills in the gaps. But what I love about Gideon is he still has doubts. He's like many of us. Many of us, we come to service on Sunday and we hear the promises of God, but on Monday or Tuesday, we start losing hope and we begin to ask God questions. And this is exactly what Gideon does. Verses 13 and 14, he says this, Pardon me, my Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? I was thinking about us today. Many of us, we look at the situation we're in. Why the pandemic? Why COVID? Why a shutdown again? Why, 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 why? But often when difficulty shows up, we ask the wrong question. We shouldn't be asking why, we should be asking who. God often answers our why questions with a who answer. This is what God does in verse 14. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? When we ask why, why are we in this? God is saying, we need to ask the who question. God, are you in this with me? Where are you at, God? How can I follow you? How can I get close to you? I feel unqualified, but you're the king, and I choose to follow you. This is what God was calling Gideon to do. He's saying, go forward with the assignment I put before you. Often in life, we make excuses. Could it be possible? Could it be possible that you're the person that God needs? What God is saying to Gideon is this. I'm the who you need, and you are the who I need in this moment. So go in the strength you have. Am I not sending you? If God is the one sending you out, you can accomplish the task in front of you. To help us illustrate this point, I want you to hear the story of my friend Chris. He's a life group leader. He didn't know that at a moment's notice, God was going to say, Hey, Chris, I want you to step in and be a life group leader. He felt unqualified, but God said, you are qualified, Chris. 
I want you to hear his story. Take a look. There's that sense of, of an emptiness, a feeling of like, I want more. I, I desire more. And I was ready to be connected because I was tired of being on the sideline. I was tired of just attending and not feeling like I was a part of anything. One day, the church was talking about life groups and I knew that I wanted to take that next step and connect. Things just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, I began to get more involved in the life group and from that, I've, I've grown and now I lead a life group. I can honestly say that, you know, my life 10 years ago versus where I'm at today, I'm much stronger, I am more effective, and it's not because of what I do, it's because of what having the opportunity to be involved and be in community has done for me. While you may not be extremely versed in scripture, maybe you feel like you're not a great leader. We all have a story, we all have an opportunity, and stepping out, stepping up, and becoming a leader is gonna be life-changing. Don't allow yourself to remain on the sideline. There are so many different life groups that you can become a part of. It just takes that initial step. Just, just say yes. You're not saying yes to Westover. You're not saying yes to a life group. You're saying yes to God. You're saying yes, I'm ready to be in community. But I promise you, it'll change your life because it completely has changed mine. I love what Chris says there. You don't have to be well-versed in scripture. You may not fully know all that's in the Bible, but you have a story, a story of God's faithfulness, a story of how he's worked in your life. Someone needs to hear your story to be encouraged. For whatever reason, God chose to pen the story of Gideon for us. Sometimes we feel like the last person that God should choose and God says, I wanna work in your life. I wanna to prove to everyone around you that I can use the last and the least to accomplish the greatest thing in my kingdom. And so today, as I close, I wanna invite all of us to stand front to back, side to side, those of you in the balcony. Just wanna invite you to set aside all of the things that are on your mind, all the concerns or considerations that you have in front of you. I wanna to, to invite you to consider what God could do through your life for willing to step in and to step up, which leads me to the last insight from this story is this, is that we need to step out in God's strength. You don't have to be strong because God is strong. If God is sending you, he will give you everything you need. You have everything you need, sir, ma'am, child, student, seasoned saint. You have everything you need starts by saying yes to Jesus. If you want to step out into God's assignment and into his strength, it start, starts by saying yes to him. I know some of you, you may be sensing this may be the first time back to church or you've heard the story of Jesus, but you've never said yes to him. If you're here in this place and you've never said yes to Jesus, this is your moment. If you want to step out in God's strength and stop losing the battles that you're facing, be willing to say yes to him. 
Fortunately for us, saying yes to Jesus is clear as ABC. A, admitting that we need him. B, believing that he died on the cross to forgive our sins and to give us a hope and a future. And C, confessing from our heart with our mouth that we need him. So I don't want a moment to pass without giving you the opportunity to say yes to him so you can step out into the strength that he has for you. So I'm gonna invite everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. If you're here today, you never said yes to Jesus or maybe there's distance between you and Jesus at this moment on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. This is your moment. Don't let it pass. This is your moment with the Lord. One, two, three. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir, in the back. Yes, in the balcony, in the back row. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to invite all of us to say this prayer out loud. Most importantly, from our heart, say this with me. Say, Jesus, I know I'm unqualified, but you promise that if I put my faith in you, you'll give me everything I need. I believe in you. I trust in you. Forgive my sin. Be the Lord of my life. I give you all of my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you said that prayer. Welcome to the family of God. We invite you to text the word new life. The words new life to the number on the screen. We wanna encourage you. I also wanna make mention if you want to step out in God's strength, do something courageous. Maybe step in and lead your family spiritually. Maybe it's to witness to another friend or coworker. Maybe it's to step in and serve. Maybe it's to be a mentor to a middle schooler. Maybe it's to be a life group leader like my friend Chris. Maybe it's just to open the door and smile at someone through our welcome team. Maybe it's to tithe. Whatever he's called you to do, he's sending you out. Be willing to say yes. Be willing to realize that you're fully qualified because if he steps into your life, you can accomplish the mission that is in front of you. God, I pray right now that you would just strengthen your people today. Let them realize that you're calling them into your future, that they have everything that they need, God, and that you're gonna supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Encourage your people to be courageous, to realize that even though they feel like they're not qualified, if they join with you, they are fully qualified for what's ahead. We say all this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen and amen. Congratulations to those of you who said yes to Jesus. And if you've just said yes to Jesus, again, text New Life to the number on the screen. And if you're brand new to Westover, feel free to join my wife and I and some of our team at Guest Central in the main lobby. It's been a delight to have you with us in service today. God bless you, and we are dismissed.